Hello world. Hello information. Hello uploads and downloads. Hello streaming videos and low latency. Hello blogs and vlogs. Hello crystal clear video calls. Hello increased productivity. Hello online learning. Hello cloud. Hello long lost friends and missed connections. Hello limitless possibilities and instant gratification. Say hello to premium high speed fiber from Vox Telecom. Pleasure guaranteed. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? Chicken. There are so many companies offering fiber at the moment, but with Vox Telecom's premium high-speed fiber, you'll be joining the Smile High Club. Duck or salmon, sir? We call it business class fiber. We guarantee our uptime and can tailor our services to suit your needs and budget. Say hello to Business Class Fiber from Vox Telecom. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. I'm Richard van der Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 149 for the weekend starting 22 July 2016. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, the home of intelligent technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, we chat about Telcom's almost too good to be real new mobile packages. Also this week, what exactly is going on at Telcom? Plus, Icas's planned Spectrum auction. And of course, Pokemon Go. Gotta catch them all. Let's get the show on the road. Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rekha? How's it, Duncan? Lovely, uh... Lovely winter's afternoon here in Johannesburg, isn't yeah. it? You better get ready for those hibernating uh, fires and the Netflix uh, binge-watching. Eh? Going all pear-shaped on Sunday, <laughs> I believe, with chance of snow and all sorts of uh, all sorts of um, nastiness. Yeah, let's uh, let's just wrap up warm. But, but uh, we've got lots of hot news this week to keep you warm. So oh, yeah. uh, let's let's get straight into it. Um, of course, we're going to do a quiz first um, uh, before we get to the news. So, Rachel, do you want to kick off with our first question this week? Yes, uh, and uh, if you've missed this, I don't know how you would have. But uh, what is the soft data cap on Telcom's new unlimited 999 rand a month freemium mobile package? Second question. Telcom's FreeMe has zero-rated calls and messages in which three smartphone apps? The third question. Elon Musk's Tesla is planning to add a pickup truck, a freight truck, and what else to its electric vehicle lineup? Fourth question. Epson now allows you to bank through which instant messaging application? And the last question. Britain's ARM Holdings is being acquired by which company for $32 billion? Cool. That's our quiz this week. We'll give you the answers at the end of the show. And uh, you'll, of course, get some of the answers as we talk today. <laughs> yes. Uh, especially as we talk about Telcom Freemi. Um, launched last night, Thursday night, in Hyde Park in Johannesburg. And um, I think the most aggressive uh, new tariff plans we've seen from a mobile operator in this country to date. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It just shows you what can be done if there's, uh, I think, some, some real will behind it. But uh, amazing to see a company that we thought really wouldn't end up very far in the space now seemingly dominating the, the pricing angle. Yeah, yeah. Well, perhaps, perhaps forced into that angle by the fact that um, it is uh, so far behind in the mobile game as the fourth entrant. But we'll chat a bit more about uh, Telcom's positioning in the market just now. But these new freemium plans, very interesting uh, move. It's the first time that I'm aware of that we've seen new contracts. And these, just to emphasize, these aren't just contracts. They're for prepaid users as well. But the first time we've seen, perhaps I should call them packages. The first time we've seen mobile packages that are data, not voice-led. Mm-hmm. So you come to these, you choose your data package, and then decide which else you want on top of that a lot of it's free of course yeah, uh, yeah. value add including free phone calls um but it's data-led and i don't i can't think of another operator that's done that 
Yeah, certainly. And I guess you have to also ask the question, was this done as a kind of do or die last minute? Or, you know, we have to do something to really shake this market up. Well, I'm sure they've 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 launched this to, to, to claw market share because they're sitting at about two and a half percent of the market, which is not not enough to really be sustainable in this space. Uh, and they need to get they need to get revenue from they need to get market share rather from the bigger operators. And what's clever about these plans, I think, is that they they're going to target the high end users in particular. Uh, and I think you're going to see quite a bit of churn on the mm. on contract side of things because. Uh, historically, it's been very difficult. The prepaid market churns all the time, but um, the contract market is, is actually quite stable. Um, if you look at the latest uh, Vodacom numbers, I think their churn rate is sitting at about 5.5%, which is hmm. tiny. Um, and, um, you know, it's very difficult for a challenger operator like Telcom or Cell C for that matter to get those high end customers. We've seen Cell C trying to do it with that uh, contract buyout uh, offering yeah, in the last yeah. little while. Um, but I think this is an even more aggressive move by uh, by Telcom here. But let's go through it a bit. I mean, there's six packages that have been launched, um, and they're all data-led. So you choose between the data size that you want. You can go for a 2 gig, sorry, a 1 gig, a 2 gig, a 5 gig, a 10 gig, a 20 gig, and then an unlimited, which I'll put in inverted commas, uh, because it's not genuinely unlimited. But well, it's not uncapped, I should say. Uh, and then... So you, so you get those those data allocations, and they're pretty aggressively priced. Um, it starts at ninety nine rand for the one gig, and it goes all the way up to um, five hundred. Uh, sorry, nine ninety nine for the unlimited. Uh, I think the package that's going to get the most attention though is the twenty gig option, mm-hmm. which is five ninety nine. Now, those are good da- data prices on their own. Yeah, but they've yeah. tacked a whole lot of stuff onto this. So with that, you get free texts, fifty SMSs a day, which is frankly is more than 99.9% of the market <laughs> needs um, yeah. if not 100% of the market I mean most people use WhatsApp to communicate yeah, now, so yeah, you really yeah. don't need text so it just takes away the you know the, the, the even thinking about sending a text message you'll sure, just send it sure. because you know it's free um, now what's really interesting I think um, and certainly the first time Telcom's done the Cell C has experimented in the space before uh, the bigger operators have not done anything but they're introducing free texting and free VoIP calls on WhatsApp, Viber, and BBM. Sure. So you can make a voice over internet call on WhatsApp, which is the most popular, which is what most most people will be using. Or Viber is also a great platform. Uh, Completely free of charge. There's a two gigabyte fair use policy on that, on the voice call, VoIP calls. But still, that's a lot of voice calls. That's a heck a lot of a voice call. I don't think you'll ever use that up in a month. (laughs) It's it's in effect, it's unlimited. Uh, I think think they're just using it to prevent uh, call centers from being set up. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Um, and then they're also offering free calls to other tel- telecom mobile users and to uh, telecom fixed lines sure. um, with a 3,000 minute a month fee use policy, which is, again, more than anyone will use. So talk about making most of your existing user base. So yeah. That is great. Yeah. Um, and then if you're on the 20 gig plan, which is 599, or the unlimited plan, which is 999, you get either 1,500 or 3,000 minutes per month of calls to other networks. So that's essentially an all-in. In, in if we look at your kind of general usage and even your high-end usage, this, this pack, these packages include on the higher-end scale everything you need. I doubt people would have uh, any pain on that. Yeah. And the top-end, if you look at the top-end red VIP plans on Vodacom, you're paying at least double that. Yeah. No. Uh, sometimes triple that um, if, if you want a, a decent uh, uh, data allocation. Um, so this is this is remarkable stuff. Um, well, my first question would be: Is I mean, we always heard about the 
uh, reception, signal issues, and then spectrum yeah. allocation. I mean, uh, how would you how would you rate this compared to everybody else? today based on these packages well the big challenge that telcom has is they don't have access to 900 megahertz they don't have any bandwidth below gigahertz so what they've done here is they've reallocated their 1800 megahertz band which is also known as the GM, gsm extension band um where they where they have 12 and a half megahertz they've reallocated which is they've been using purely for for 2g voice until now uh, and they've got a couple of hundred thousand users sitting on old feature phones are still using that legacy service but they've now reallocated or refarmed five megahertz of that with another five megahertz to be refarmed in october for a total of 10 megahertz so two two lte channels which will allow them to do lte advanced as well in october once the second channel is um, activated uh and they've left just two and a half megahertz for legacy 2g voice calls which they say is sufficient uh for that base that's left they're also sitting with a chunk of spectrum at 2.1 gigahertz, which they use for 3G. And, of course, you can switch calls over 3G as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they're also sitting with um, 60 megahertz, which is huge, of 2.3 gigahertz bandwidth. But that's not what they're, they're going to be using for this particular offering. This is going to be limited for the, in terms of 4G to 1.8 gigahertz and in terms of 3G to 2.1 gigahertz. The 2.3 gigahertz, they want to ring fence and use exclusively for fixed wireless. Nice. LTE into homes and businesses. Um, at the moment, if you've got a, a modern handset, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm using the Sony Xperia Z5, for example. I think the latest Apple has it as well. Uh, certainly the latest Samsungs will have mm. it. Um, they also support um, the FDD LTT band at 2.3 gigahertz. So you can actually use days for 2.3. But Telcom says they're actually looking to ring fence that and build a technological solution which will prevent smart- smartphones from its net- on its network from accessing the 2.3 gigahertz. Um, because they want to, they want to, they want to ex- keep that specifically for fixed wireless applications, mm. and they don't want mobile users eating into it, which could affect the quality of service that they offer on the 2.3, which I think is a very, a very interesting um, uh, development. Yeah. Now, now, obviously, the proof is in the pudding, and we need to test this to see just how good this network is it's using 10 megahertz of LTE at um, at 1.8. I don't know. Um, I, I don't really have experience of using the telecom voice network. I don't know what impact it's going to have reducing the 2G spectrum from 12.5 megahertz down to 2.5 megahertz. Mm. Um, you know, these things will test uh, as the months go forward. But um, they say they've done all the they've done all the tests. Their engineers have tested it, and it's working fine. So we'll we'll see. But um, certainly very aggressive stuff and they've they've decided that the future is data um i think the rest of the operators still see data as an add-on bundle that needs to be sold on top of your voice plan telcom has now put a put a peg in the ground and said actually no the future is data and we're going to sell data plans and everything else on top of that is incidental yeah i like the approach and then it also shows the kind of the new digital age or the digital mindset you know whenever i look at any package like this i also go in with the with the data first mindset so it's nice to see that coming from from one of the big. The consumers operators. have been doing it for a while. It's just the operators that haven't. Yeah, that haven't it. been. Yeah. Uh, I also hope that this uh, kind of creates a bit of a kind of a, a spark among the other guys, and then we'll see some reduction in prices or at least some adaption in, yeah. in the, the packages. Yeah, they're going to have to respond. I, I don't think they're going. They may, may have to do sort of ad hoc responses to this. Um, Telcom's launching this officially on Monday. Um, they've promised a huge advertise. These telcos, for some reason, love advertising these things in the sun- oh. Sunday newspapers. Um, so they're going to they're going to spend millions on on, on ad advertising on, on in the Sunday newspapers, but um, um, 
you know, whether that's enough time for a Vodacom or a CellC or a MTN to respond with an advertising campaign of its else, of its of their own to try and take some of the wind out of telecom sales here. Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll be reading the Sunday papers with a great deal of interest <laughs> to see exactly what is getting advertised. Um, but they're going to have to respond. They've got no choice. This yeah. this is going to take market share from the other players. Uh, uh, I was uh, I was saying in an interview with the radio station a bit earlier today that I would be very surprised if Telcom hasn't doubled its market share from two and a half to five percent by this time next year. Well, on the back of these plans, at yeah, least. Yeah. Um, to seeing to seeing that plan mm. for sure. But but very interesting, very aggressive plans. The only and Hilton Tarrant uh, writing a piece on MoneyWeb, which we ran on Tech Central as well today. Um, saying that uh, the only disappointing thing is the uh, the soft cap on the unlimited option is 25 gigabytes, <laughs> after which you're throttled down to 128 kilobits per second, um, which seems a bit stingy given that the 20 gigabyte option yeah. is 400 rand less, so you're paying 400 rand more in effect for that uh, five extra gigabytes of data, um, although obviously you get more uh, voice calls, more 1,500 more off-net voice calls as well. Um, so there is that, but you know who the heck makes more than fifteen hundred voice voice yeah, exactly. minutes a month? I mean, exactly. um, well, they should have just not called it unlimited plan too. This is, they should have just called it something else. I think yeah. this is a bit deceiving, but it's still a very good value package. It is, yeah. It, but they should have made it fifty gig, fifty gig soft cap would have been perfect. Yeah, exactly. I mm. mean, for mobile, definitely. Yeah. But I was chatting to Attila Vitai, who is the, um, the 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 executive at Telcom, who's who's looked at, who's basically been responsible for these packages. He's the head of consumer and small business at Telcom, and he said that there's no restriction on these these packages. Um, you can tether. Nice. Uh, so um, we've seen we've seen quite aggressive data tariffs coming in in America, for example, from companies like Verizon and AT and T. But then they put in very strict terms that you may not tether the, your phone with a computer. But uh, Telcom says, no problem. If you want to tether this, tether it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I would also encourage that. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they're um, putting a, quite, a, quite a lot of restriction on peer-to-peer traffic, which I guess isn't surprising. Yeah, yeah. But At least my fiber won't be, uh, will still be valuable for some. For, some for something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but it should be fine for, uh, you know, if you wanted to, to stream video like YouTube oh, and yeah. that sort of thing. Which is fine. I mean, on that 20 gig plan, which I have to tell you, after being 20... 20, after 22 years with my mobile operator, I'm tempted to port because of the 20 gig plan. If I had it, if I had that uh, telecom sim in my phone, I wouldn't think twice about streaming YouTube on the go. Yeah. Mm. Look, my other concern would be, I mean, obviously, if you're streaming at LTE speeds, you're going to be streaming high definition content, sure. which might suck through. And I think that's why the thinking was behind the hard cap. But when you're on the go, you're not going to sit and watch a whole movie. You'll just uh, watch, watch bits. Yeah. Watch bits and pieces. I suppose maybe if you've got an iPad, you would. But. Um, I'd wanted more to, you know, shoot a bit of video and dump it on Facebook, or yeah, yeah. Um, not worry about. Uplo- I've taken fifty pictures, and I, you know, I'm not worried about uploading them in full high definition onto mm. Google yeah. Photos, for example. Um, at the moment, I, I wait till I get home and to my Wi-Fi before it automatically updates my yeah. photo- uploads my photos to Google. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing that on the go. I want to post pictures on Facebook, um, but I'm cautious when I'm out and about because, you know, I have so little data on my current network that. Um, I, I don't want to use that bandwidth, so I wait until I get home and I'm in a Wi-Fi zone to do it. Yeah, yeah. This will change users' behavior. Um, it's, it's. I think it's groundbreaking, and I think, uh, I think the other operators are going to have to respond. And Cell C, which has always positioned itself as the consumer champion, uh, if it wants to continue to be seen as the consumer champion, is going to have to respond to this. Mm. 
Well, the date talk, uh, they say anything to, to doing data-only packages based on this for people that that have uh, LTE route at home that they want to use for home-based networks? Uh, well, they've already got those sort of packages, you know. Um, I mean, I use one already, a high-end LTE 200 gig a month um, package. Um, and so they've got those already. Um, these are meant as smartphone contracts. And smartphone but those, packages. the one that you're talking about, it's, it's still a different price point. It's not really aligned to this, I would imagine. Well, if you look at the pricing of this, I mean, 200, it's, that's the package I'm on is 200 gig daytime, 200 gig nighttime, 400 gigs a month for 1599. Um, it's, it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. But, I mean, that serves a specific purpose. You're it not going to be making calls on that. And I'm only using it because uh, the, the fixed lines in my neighborhood no longer or work properly. So you don't have fiber in your neighborhood. It's you? coming, though. What you say? <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Telcom is deploying fiber around here in the next couple of months, I believe. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch to that. But uh, the LTE was a, it was a great stopgap, actually, yeah, while, yeah. after the DSL network fell over. Yeah, who still uses DSL? But, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Now that everybody's got fiber, it's not a cool thing anymore. I mean, it, it, it's just become a way of life. It's almost, not everyone it's has fiber. Sad. Sad. <laughs> oh, sorry, just because you've got it. <laughs> the vast majority are still waiting. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But it is coming quickly. It is coming quickly. Mm. It is coming quickly. Everywhere I drive in Joburg now to meetings, I just see, I just see, I just see these colored pipes. Everybody's trenching, yeah. Everyone's trenching. Amazing. Yeah. It's mm, amazing. It's incredible. I mean, I was driving from, I'm in Randburg, and I was driving to a meeting in, uh, where was it? Um, it was in uh, Ilovo. And I drove past three separate FTTH installations on my way to that nice. meeting. Nice, nice. So this, there's a lot of uh, investment going in the ground. And it all started with one little suburb, eh? I mean, I still, yeah. still think Parkers. about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shows you the power of a good movement, I think. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, so um, the, the last thing I wanted to mention on this, actually, was, um, you know, when I saw these these prices and these tariffs uh, and the, the the data allocations on these on these freemium packages originally, I thought this has to be telecoms network only, not on the roaming data. Oh yeah. So that was my first question: is this uh, is this on MTN roaming as well? And it is. Oh, fantastic! So, telecom roams on uh, MTN's two G and three G network, not its four G network. So if you go out of the cities. Um, where Telcom doesn't have coverage, and Telcom's coverage is mainly concentrated on the urban areas, um, you're going to have to fall back to a MTN 3G connection, uh, where it's available. If not, then 2G, but uh, you won't get the t- MTN 4G. But I don't think that's a huge problem. Um, MTN's 3G coverage is pretty extensive. It's pretty vast, yeah. Um, so if you go, that would have been my concern with this. If you go on holiday, say, to the middle of uh, rural Limpopo or something, um, my, my concern would be you wouldn't have a connection at all, a data connection at mm-hmm. all, but you will. And you'll still be using your own data as opposed to, yeah. And it's your, it's your own, it's part of the bundle. Although it's only on 3G, is that what you're saying? It's only on 3G, yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine. If you're, if, you're, um, if you're on holiday or, you know, driving somewhere remote, uh, you don't need a 4G connection. Um, yeah, no. 2G is, 2G is, is unpleasant, but uh, 3G is fine. Yeah, speaking speaking of that, just a little side note, I was in the Hoodspread area last week, yeah. and for the first time in years, I saw the words HSDPA on my phone screen. Which network? MTN? Um, on MTN, yeah. because it was out of out of any kind of range of any decent signal or, yeah. or, or data, obviously. Yeah. But um, just just using that speed, um, that kind of speed in your phone, makes you realize how important the data throughput is we have today with a smartphone. Yeah. Because virtually nothing worked. Even my streaming service battled to authenticate oh. me. <laughs> Just to play my music that I've got stored on my machine, oh, wow. on my phone. Yeah, we've wow. come a long way. Yeah, yeah, 
Anyway, so this, it raises the interesting question about telecom and how it's changed. This company would never have done this five years ago, even two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all of this has changed since Sipo Maseko took over CEO in 2013, so three years ago now. There's been a there's been a huge cultural shift at Telcom, a big change in the way the company approaches the the market, and I, I think it's just evidenced in this. But I think it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, they've they've been through a lot of pain in the last couple of years. They've trenched thousands and thousands of workers, um, and it hasn't been difficult turning that organisation around. I think Sipo has actually been a bit of a miracle worker there, and that he's he's actually. I mean, just attending this, this launch dinner that they had held last night, it was a different telecom. It was, this was a telecom that was enthused about what it was doing. This was a telecom that uh, was, and of course it's marketing, it's, it's all part of the marketing hype, but you, you, get the, you get the real tangible feeling that this company is not the same company it once was. It's not the inefficient, bureaucratic, government parastatal that um, has a monopoly and can charge what it wants. Mm. This is a company now that's now realized that it's operating in a competitive market. It has to play nicely with its competition. It has to develop products that, are, that its consumers want to buy. Uh, and it has to change the way it works culturally. And I think uh, so, much of that, so much of that has changed. I think it probably just helps the fact that they've moved out of downtown Pretoria, out of those, that concrete edifice that they used mm-hmm. to that they used to um, be based in, which was just the most unwelcoming building I've ever been into. Um, into I mean, it, it really was like a government department. Into this modern campus that they've built in uh, Centurion, where they've put in electric car charging stations, and nice. you know the whole place is running on solar power. Um, it really is a it really is a changed organisation, and it's it's I've, and I've and I've watched so many companies try to do this um, in, in my year, career as a journalist and reporting on, 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 on everything from you know IBM to Microsoft to, and all the local companies as well. It's incredibly mm. difficult to change the culture of a big lumbering organization. And somehow Sipo Maseko is doing it. He, so he hasn't finished the job yet. There's still all sorts of problems at Telcom. I mean, they've, the customer service you know, he still needs massive work. Um, but they're getting there. Um, they're heading in the right direction, which they certainly were not doing five years ago. Um, so kudos to him and kudos to kudos to Telcom. Um, they're shaking up the market, and it's. Uh, I think they're going to have a, a big impact on uh, on um, on the competition, and ultimately, that's great news for yeah. consumers. Now, as long as they keep innovating and kind of yeah. driving this, this shouldn't be a one. One it wonder, you know. We no. definitely need to see more from them in the future. Yeah. And they, they're promising that there's going to be something of an equal scale being announced before the end of the year on oh, the wow. fixed line side of things. Something similar to this in fixed lines. What? Maybe that you don't need your telephone line to get ADSL? <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> quite possibly. They've, they've been making noises about that. Would that. Be, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, on your fixed line, imagine, you know, why do you need the legacy voice? Just mm. offer a VoIP service, telecom VoIP. Um, they're making the right noises. I mean, yeah. Vodacom and MTN would never never embrace free WhatsApp calling. Um, they see it as a big threat to them, but Telcom has embraced it. Um, they kind of see it as the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they're forced to do it, but... Um, the consumer wins, and I think yeah. that's an important thing. We've mm. been we've been ripped off for too long, and now that we actually you know get yeah. some benefit from, from these service and packages... Yeah. But CLC, the ball's in your court now. Um, if you still want to be seen as the consumer champion, you're going to have to respond. Anyway, let's move along. 
very interesting development. I think it was last week, last Friday. Um, completely out of the blue, ICASA, the lumbering uh, communications <laughs> regulator that doesn't actually seem to do very much, suddenly published an invitation to apply for high-demand spectrum <laughs> in the 700, 800 megahertz, and 2.6 gigahertz bands. Now, it published this without apparently consulting the Department of Telecommunications and Postal Services, uh, which is developing, which is very much overdue, developing a white paper on integrated ICT policy in South Africa. Now, the, the unwritten or perhaps even spoken agreement was that ICASA would not go ahead with issuing any invitation to apply until the white paper had been published by... Uh, had been approved by cabinet and then published by the telecommunications minister. So my understanding is that legally, telecom, uh, sorry, uh, ICASA could simply go ahead if it wanted to. Uh, it would just be very p politically very difficult for it to do so because mm. of the fact that the minister has not completed the policy. But they've gone ahead and done it anyway, um, completely out of the blue. Published a very detailed document, um, clearly written by an external consultant. Um, on exactly how they intend to auction off the spectrum in these bands. Uh, and it's a mystery as to why they've done it now, um, especially in light of the fact that there's no progress, no tangible progress in the digital migration project. So the broadcasters are still sitting on 700 and 800 megahertz. So why auction it off right now? Um, this 2.6 gig band is, is ready to go. But um, it just raises interesting questions. What What happened here? Did the, did the operators put the pressure on ICASA to do this? Um, ICASA, which in the past has never sh had the cojones to um, to do anything that might upset its political masters, has now done something that's upset its political masters. Um, fair enough, uh, ICASA technically no longer reports to the Telecommunications Ministry. It now reports, reports to Faith Mutambi at the Department of Communications, but from my uh, uh, speaking to sources, I understand that Faith Mutambi also didn't know about this, um, which raises the question, where did they get the political support from? Because they almost certainly got political support to do this. Now, uh, my, my educated guess is that um, it came from National Treasury. Um, National Treasury would obviously be very interested in having a spectrum auction because it would raise billions and billions of rand for the national fiscus at a time when when national the national revenue is under enormous pressure in a, in, a, in an economy that's effectively in a in a recession, um, ICASA has placed a three billion rand reserve price on each of the four lots of spectrum that is going to be made, made available. So if they're if they're all sold, that you're looking at a minimum revenue raising exercise uh, by the state of twelve billion rand, which is a very nice amount of money to raise um, in an economy that's under pressure. Um, so they must have got support from. Perhaps the finance minister, perhaps, perhaps not the finance minister, maybe elements within Treasury. Um, I can't see them having done this of their own volition. Um, but it's a, I think it's a positive move. Uh, the spectrum needs to be opened up. But there's so many other ifs and what's, what ifs uh, 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 and uh, buts associated with this. I mean, the fact that the Digital Migration Project is stalled again while it goes to the Constitutional Court... Um, makes you wonder why now I mean mm. the other thing is the election is three weeks away the municipal election did 
someone lean on Ikasa to put out this um, this uh, document now ahead of the election? Was it is this electioneering to try and garner votes for the ANC? Um, does your ordinary voter actually care about a spectrum auction enough to change his vote? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, it's it's very curious. It's very curious. This, the the story here, the full story here, will come out over time. But um, but it's an it's an interesting one. I I I have my doubt that this um, spectrum auction is going to go ahead in January 2017, as they say. I suspect this invitation to apply. This I think there's a very good chance this invitation to apply will be withdrawn, perhaps quite soon after the election. <laughs> Um, but by this, that time they will have a good indication of who wants what, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, because they're going to have to. The operators have to submit their invitations to apply. So then they'll mm. maybe it's an information gathering exercise <laughs> ahead of withdrawing the invitation to apply and then reissuing it based on the uh, based on the feedback they get <laughs> yeah. from the operators. <laughs> or oh, well, to raise the prices. I mean, well, yeah. um, like an elaborate phishing scam. Anyway, based on Icas's history, I don't hold out much hope for them doing this job properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately. Um, it's, it's a it's a complex issue. They they clearly have a uh, they're going to allow an external auctioneer and, and um, consultants to run the process. But I still worry that you know they've put out this um, document without perhaps getting the necessary political buy-in, um, and without that necessary political buy-in, I am worried that this process won't go ahead um, and that we'll end up in a situation um, that could get messy um, the other thing to look at of course and, and we'll get more detail as time goes on is the, as, as the operators and analysts analyze exactly what these spectrum lots look like but um, you know there's talk already that perhaps only one or two of these spectrum lots is actually worth anything and um, the, you know the concern is that uh, there's a, a bidding war over one of the lots um, between say Vodacom and MTN and it raises it to some ridiculous level and then we all end up having to pay for it because um, the operators had to pay so much for the spectrum, so they could raise the prices. Um, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting one. But it's, it's bizarre. Um, the full story will will out itself in the coming months, no doubt. And uh, I would not be surprised to see some with some backtracking on this um, pretty soon after the election, which is now what twelve days away. Sure. Yeah, that's close. Anyway, Pokemon Go. Let's uh, let's talk about something a little more lighthearted. You've uh, yeah, it's been a topic that I've loathed and enjoyed as much <laughs> as Pokemon Go. Now I have to admit I haven't been playing it, but Rafat, you've been running around the streets with your phone, have you? No, I wouldn't say that. I've been driving around. Driving I've, around. I've it's even, driving. It's quite dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's quite dangerous. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was uh, when it launched. Uh, when was it? Uh, last week. Yeah, last um, week. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of chat. I mean, you couldn't ignore it, and and kind of that. Uh, prompted me to install it and just seeing what it's about and uh, immediately I kind of got flavors back from the day of Ingress which is the yeah. game it was actually based on yeah um, but I approached it well, the, the reason why I approached it why I find it so fascinating is what one can do with an augmented reality overlaid on a game um, that kind of plots the real world as your 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 game deck yeah and I've had a lot of fun I, I've, for me I didn't grow up in the Pokemon era so the the affinity to or the love for the brand isn't as strong as what it is potentially for for the gameplay, um, but there's some really thing, really interesting things that they were able to to do with this. Yes. Um, now obviously you're playing with a lot of people. Uh, there are certain points on a map on the real world map that you can collect um, either Pokemon or you can go to a battle gym or there's a Pokestop where you can collect more stuff. I don't yeah. even know what half these things are. 
Um, but I've had a, I've had quite a lot of fun for the last few days. I find that I'm, my gameplay has slowed down quite a lot oh, because it? I found. Um, so, so essentially, what you need to do is you load the game, walk around. You have to walk around. You can't be sitting stationary okay. and expecting things to come to you. Um, the, the things you need to collect, the Pokemon, is in the real world. So, yeah. as you walk around um, parks, for example, there would be quite a lot of Pokemon because the the, the game data would know that the, there is a park in this location yeah. um, and bodies of water. So it, it would obviously be able to to put the, the loot um, around those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but because there's been so many people playing for for quite a while and ranking up quite quite impressively, it is quite difficult to kind of enter the battle gyms and kind of really enjoy the game like that. Um, what is that? What, least, what is that battle? So gym? a battle gym is where you go and you fight other people, yeah, for their Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm only on level six now. Um, you, you need to get to level five for any real interesting things to happen in the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just the more you play, the better you get. The more your score ranks up, uh, and the better your your kind of your Pokemon can can battle with with uh, with other uh, Pokemon and other battle masters. Okay. It was really interesting, a little fun. What was probably the funniest thing for me was seeing a lot of other people standing on ARB corners with their phones out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, because I could see what they were looking at, or, or I could actually see what they were looking at on the map, you know, you know immediately that they are playing uh, Pokemon Go. Um, it's a fun game. Probably most people listening to this podcast would probably not uh, run out and, and kind of install this immediately. Uh, if you do, um, you know, you'll certainly enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's it's got some. Uh, Probably not as long longevity as one would think, yeah. um, unless you unless you're in this demographic. I would love to see a Mario Brothers version of this. Then then you might have my attention. <laughs> but, uh, so do you think that the hype is going to last, or do you think this is just going? I think it'll, I think it'll last. I mean, yeah. obviously, both, but I mean, for certain demographics. So somebody like me, a gamer like me, I don't think will be playing this. I'll play it for a bit, seeing what see what's it about, kind yeah. of get into it as a as a yeah. you know we kind of analyze these things. We like to be early adopters and, and kind of really sure. see what's about. But for me, the most fascinating thing is how they how you have a game that's actually based in real-world environments yeah. using augmented reality overlaid on that. And, and that, it's fascinating, and they did it yeah. really well. Um, and they promised a lot of things um, coming up in the, in the next few months um, in terms of features and functionality. So maybe not now, but in a few months, this game could actually look and, and operate like a, like a real game, like you would expect. It's, it still seems a bit rough around the edges from yeah. time to time. It does crash once in a while. Yeah. Um, but there's, I do find myself also getting to a place and wanting to open it just to see if there's anything around me. So it, it's 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 got a very interesting hook, um, and definitely worth checking out if if you kind of are into uh, seeing seeing how games are going to be progressing. I mean, we we mm. definitely living in an era now where a game isn't just a static thing on a computer screen. Mm. Um, there's more. There's more to a game than just the data is in front of you. Um, yeah. And the steps into that real-world element. Um, funny enough, most of the poker gyms are churches. Oh, really? I don't know what the churches have to say about that. Um, but yeah, it is fun. It's interesting. Um, it's, it's, it's certainly worth, worth experimenting. It, it, what's, what's interesting for me is that um, this may signal that... Uh, I don't know if it does, but it, it's, it, Microsoft has taken a bet that augmented reality is going to be the next big thing, not virtual reality. No. Um, and the Microsoft HoloLens has always appealed to me more, I must say, yes. than, than uh, the Oculus Rift, for example. Mm. Um, I mean, what's your take on that? Do you think that Microsoft's onto the winning bet with AR as opposed to going for a VR route like the other guys are going for? Yes. Uh, if I were to... 
bet on something, I would certainly say augmented reality over VR. But VR still has its place, and, and it, there will be applications where you want a fully immersive experience yeah. in a green room with nothing around you to give you all of these things. Mm-hmm. Augmented reality is great for any other environment where you're actually interacting with the environment. Yes. Um, so sitting at home, sitting in your office, even being out and about, uh, you know, having that augmented reality layer mm. um, over the things you see, I think that's where the real power lies. Okay. And if you've seen seen the HoloLens demos, I mean, even from from last two years ago, yeah, it's phenomenal how the uh, what you can what you can build digitally on a real world environment. Yes. You know, as you're playing Minecraft, for example, having your guys know where the table is and climbing up the table, yeah. climbing up a chair, and yeah. using it as your battleground. Yeah, yeah, fascinating stuff. Cool. Cool. Well, um, it takes care of the news this week. Um, let's get on to our winners and losers. Our winner is actually very easy. We're going to pick Telcom. Yeah. Um, no brainer. We won't even say why. I mean, it's it's obvious through all the what we've been talking about in this podcast. But our, our loser this week, and we haven't touched on uh, on him or his organisation uh, this week. Um, but I, I think it's possibly the fifth or sixth time we're picking him as our. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's a very worthy candidate this week uh, for the mess at the SABC, the um, a sacking of eight journalists. For daring to question his policies, um, uh, by all accounts, the SABC is running out of cash fast. Um, uh, I saw one newspaper headline this week calling him a dictator. Mm. Um, Klaudi Motsaneng, uh, chief operating officer, of SABC. The sooner he is fired, the better. Um, he's our loser this week. Hopefully, he's fired before he destroys the company. Yeah, please. Or we have to bail <laughs> bail out the SABC, which is more likely. Um, what's your pick this week, Richard? Okay, so I kind of spoke of it in length, and and the reason why I, sp- why I picked it is I, I think no game or no no app has really ever garnered so much attention worldwide mm. as what Pokemon Go has. Um, so that's my pick of the week, Pokemon Go. It'll certainly be a limited lifespan on my device. I think I'll, I'll I think I'll get bored of it quite quickly. Okay. But I can certainly see the, the appeal in the game mechanics. Um, so that's why it's my pick of the week. Well done, guys. Um, and if, you, if you're if kind of into that kind of thing, it's also well worth checking out another game. Or actually the game that Pokemon Go was based on. Yeah. A game called Ingress. Yeah. Um, also by Niantic Company. Um, and it's still available for download. I don't know how active that community is, but uh, or, or if they still share data. But that yeah. would be interesting uh, if they do. I remember when uh, when Ingress first came out, um, Philip DeVette, who works at the Mail and Guardian, was absolutely smitten with it. He was running around everywhere uh, playing Ingress. Um, there was yeah. a small community in South Africa of Ingress players, and they were hardcore. Um, but it died. It died after a month, I think. Um, and I suspect Pokemon Go is going to go the same way quite quickly. Yeah, it's because you have to get up and go and do stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love that about it, but I don't think in South Africa it's practical because I can't really get out of my office and walk around. Yeah, it's not in really London or yeah. New York or something like that. It's much easier. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at some of the YouTube videos uh, about the Pokemon craze happening in these major cities, New York especially, I mean, yeah. people in standing in parks, walking in places that that uh, people. People they never used to congregate in those numbers. Yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah, cool. Anyway, um, that's almost our podcast this Wait, week. What is your pick? What is your? Oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> um, I've picked an app called uh, Teta. Uh, it's a locally developed instant messaging application. Um, hmm. I'm going to have uh, more details up and on Tech Central on Sunday, so look out for the story. But it's it's been developed by two local black entrepreneurs. Um, a guy called uh, Lisa Pendler uh, and uh, his, his partner Temba Moyo. 
Uh, and it's an instant messaging app uh, based on XMPP. Um, it's not uh, cross-application, even though XMPP is an open um, protocol. But um, its its uh, its selling point is that, provided you for now have a Vodacom SIM in your phone, it's zero rated. Um, so if you have no airtime at all, you can still send messages to other users. Uh, on any network, but if you want it to be zero rated and you have no airtime, you have to have a Vodacom SIM in your phone. They're using the same platform that um, Vodacom uh, developed that Apps is now using to offer zero rated access to its banking services. Um, and the idea is that they'll make up them, they'll make up the um, cost of it. They have to obviously pay Vodacom for access to that system through advertising mm. to you in the app. But it's a full-blown instant messaging app. Um, you can send pictures, you can attach video files, you can attach audio files. Uh, and I've been playing around with it, and it's, um, it's, 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 it's quite well-developed. Um, it's, it's not quite at the level of a WhatsApp, for example, at this stage, but um, I think that they're potentially onto something huge here uh, because you know there are millions of people in South Africa for, for whom just using WhatsApp is an expensive proposition. Mm. Now, if you can send text messages to people for free, for free and you have no airtime, um, I think it's going to um, it's going to enjoy, enjoy big take up um, at the bottom end of the market. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so it's a very interesting app. It's only available for Android at the moment, but it's coming to iOS early next year. It's called Teta T E T A, uh, and you can download it right now in the Play Store and start using it. Nice. Um, so go check it out. It's my pick this week. It's nice to pick a local, uh, locally developed app for a change. And uh, I think if the guys get it right, they're uh, potentially onto something quite big here, and not only in South Africa, but in emerging markets worldwide. Nice. So, Teta, check it out in the Play Store. Cool. Well, the last thing we need to do this week is to um, come back to our quiz. Uh, we had a couple of trick questions this week. Not trick, maybe a bit difficult. Um, but uh, let's let's go through. I'll pick up the first one, Rechot, uh, and then you can pick up uh, from there. Uh, the first question we asked is, what is the soft data cap on Telcom's new unlimited 999 rand a month free mobile package? And, of course, as we discussed during the show, it is 25 gigabytes, after which you're throttled to 128 kilobits a second. The second question, Telcom's FreeMe has zero-rated calls and messages in which three smartphone apps? And the answer, Viber, BBM, and WhatsApp. And I spoke to Attila Vatai this week about, um, about Skype and other platforms, and he said Skype and uh, FaceTime are coming uh, in, uh, in, a ma- in, uh, in uh, I think he said in a matter of months, but it's in the oh. second part of the rollout. So FaceTime would be a big one. Skype too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Skype too, yeah. 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 Um, uh, so Viber, BBM, WhatsApp, but Skype and, and FaceTime are coming as well. Um, apparently there's some difficulty in doing the zero-rated integration into the back end, um, which is why it's not, why those two apps are not being um, sure, added sure. at launch, but um, pretty exciting stuff. The third uh, question we asked, um, and this was probably quite a difficult one, Elon Musk's Tesla is planning to add a pickup truck, a freight truck, and what else to its electric vehicle lineup? And I must say, I was not expecting any of this. <laughs> but um, he's planning to build an electric bus. Makes so much sense if you think about it. Though. People carrier doesn't yeah. use any energy. Well, yeah. doesn't use any uh, uh, fuel. Yeah. yeah. Buses. I mean, buses. The buses you see driving around Joburg, I mean, they're gas guzzlers, diesel mm. guzzlers. Um, the amount of fuel those things consume is quite frightening. The fourth question. Apps are now allowed you to bank through which instant messaging application? And from what I believe, that's also world first. Yeah, they claim it's a world first. And the answer is Facebook Messenger. I had a look at that. And it's not, I'm not on my apps at but it's, yeah. it's something that I would see using if, if, if my bank certainly takes it on. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also the power of bots. It's first introduction of a bot-like system. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Cool. And our final question this week: Britain's Arm Holdings. This was a hell of a story, actually. Is being acquired by which company for thirty-two billion dollars? Of course, Arm Holding does designs all the reference architectures for uh, the processes that are used yeah. in our phones, uh, and uh, they're being acquired by a Japanese group called SoftBank. Cool, that's the show. As always, if you've got any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, the email is uh, is uh, info at techcentral.co.za. We'll leave a comment under the post. Until next time, from Rechard and myself, stay warm. Cheers. Sure. Cheers. Thank you.